Well, good evening, and welcome to the 71st episode of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Hey there, Bodie. This is T-Bone. And this is Sachirio. And joining us from the sunny streets of Miami, Florida, is Mr. Thomas Gibbons. Hello, Thomas. Hi. How's it going? It's great to have you back. Uh, thanks for joining us on this. Uh, is it cold for you there? Because it's cold here, up here. It was freezing today. It got down to 42 degrees. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It was yeah, it wasn't fun. Um, Do you guys but, even ride outside when it, when it's those kind of temperatures, or just strictly indoor trainer uh, sessions? Indoors. So all the schools were closed today, um, oh, and they had the plows out scraping the streets. <laughs> so it was kind of it was tough to move around, but yeah, we make uh, it work. So Thomas, it's been a while since we've chatted with you. Um, you, I think, I don't know if you were in Miami the last time we talked, but we, you're now there in Florida. Uh, you've actually been racing. You're racing crits in January. I, I, this is hard to believe. Uh, just tell us what's going on with you. What's what's new? Uh, so last time we talked, I was in Vermont. Um, and I just want to say thanks for having me on again. This is super fun. I always have a good time. So, you know, thanks, guys. Um, what's new with me? Nothing. Living in Miami, uh, going to the beach, training, racing, coaching people. Um, in general, just having fun and not putting any pressure on anything and trying to be a normal human, which is kind of cool. You had an Instagram post where you were sick and then the next day you went out and uh, won a field sprint. So I guess no so, pressure is working for you. Actually, that day I wasn't sick. I was, my teammate was sick who ended oh. up second. And then okay. the other guy who ended up third, also my teammate was, um, he was just like, told to sprint 800 meters from the line and so that was sort of like a a shot at a bunch of the other local teams because they they just talk trash like it's the miami way just to <laughs> talk trash when you actually have nothing to talk trash about uh so it got pretty annoying and we went to their little local race and just actually absolutely blew their faces off so that was a little bit of a fu post to them so, so thomas speaking of teams you you are on a a, a new team uh, since moving down to Miami, tell us about that. It's a it's a new old team. I'm with uh, Gunter Hermani and Louis Sias, who I started racing with in 2012, and then this other kid, Anthony Akis, who this is my first year racing with him. But Gunter and Louis are the ones who actually got me into racing uh, those few years ago. So it's kind of like a new team, old team situation. Mm -hmm. And now roles are sort of reversed where. When I started racing with them back in the day, I was helping Lewis in the field sprints, and now it's my turn, and it's pretty awesome to have help because they both know what they're doing. Yeah, we saw you posted a, a great picture of uh, of your lead out, which uh, which looked pretty impressive uh, in that in that sprint. You know, with the, you sitting third wheel and uh, yeah, with that 800 to go, it looks uh, looks like you've got a nice setup there. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty hard to beat us at the local stuff and. We're uh, we're trying to remain calm about it, but we're excited for the year. Now, tell me, was this the same race with that video that kind of went viral, where yes. like seventeen people crashed in the last lap? I, I was just gonna ask you if you saw that. <laughs> oh my god, that was ridiculous! And I'm gonna defend it, by the okay. way. Okay, all right, let's hear it. <laughs> so, 
that course, it's there are no sharp turns in it, but it's like a constant bend. It looks like a B. So the the um the start finish straight is like 250, 300 meters long, and then it like bends left, and then bends harder left, and then straight U turns to the right, and then mm. bends left and bends right or bends left again. So if you look at it, it looks like a B. Um, and so what happened was the guy who I'm battling with for this overall lead, Sebastian Cano, um, he's trying to crash my lead out train to get on my wheel. So not really crash it, but he's trying, he's fighting for my wheel. His brother, Andres, and I just got to say, these guys are both good racers. His brother, Andres is already on my wheel. So Sebastian comes up the outside and he's like, Andres, let me on. So Andres backs off as we're going into that U-turn where the B sort of comes in and meets the straightaway. And so his line gets thrown off. And in that moment, he clips his pedal and he hops a wheel and he saves it. But that's what was the catalyst for the whole Armageddon. Because at that point, the heat's on and you got to get that turn perfect at speed. Otherwise, you just overshoot it into the grass like those first two guys did. And from there on, it was just chaos. Yeah, that was the longest group crash I've ever seen. <laughs> and it just kept going and going and going. And more people went down. And then you think, okay, well, it's over now. And then some dude, like, runs off the road and, and yeah. you know, runs that's into the, the dirt. That's, and... like, a little indefensible. Yeah. Yeah. But even that, like, I, I admire his moxie. He was still going for it. Wow. I don't know. Well, I actually was, I was kind of kidding. I, I, fi- I figured that was like the Cat 5 race. I didn't realize that was the, the actual elite field. And you were literally it's, in that one. Okay. All right. Good. It's a deceptively tricky course. I saw your Strava. I did see the B. Um, yeah. It look, it look, those guys were going fast. So, hey, it sound, I appreciate that you defended them. Um, but uh, that, was, that was a small world, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> I did a little dive bombing this weekend myself. I raced a cross race in Florida. Hey, I was I was almost near you. I was in Pensacola, and nice. I dive bombed in the first big corner. I was trying to be super cute, um, and I crashed myself out, dropped my chain, and I was last. And I was like, "Alrighty, um, that's what you get." You for know, game. sometimes you just gotta make moves, and sometimes <laughs> they pan out, and sometimes you just look like a fool. Yep, 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 yep. I took it on the chin. <laughs> Who put that race on? Was it Josh Thornton? No, that's our friends um, Jason Nix and Erica Nix. Uh, they're okay. sort of, they've, we've been racing with them for a while, and they're, uh, some of the promoters in Pensacola didn't do a race this year, and so they wanted to do one themselves. And uh, it was a benefit for a animal shelter, so it was pretty cool um, nice. charity to donate to, and it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, and they, they come to pretty much all of our races in Louisiana, Mississippi. They they have a, There's a whole bunch of... Uh, Pensacola cross races that uh, that show up for our stuff. We consider Pensacola just to be like uh, it's it's like it's like East Louisiana. Hmm. I mean, Is we skip close? we skip Alabama and Mississippi and just oh, okay. bring it bring them in with us. I'm um, not great at geography. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of geography, let's go to the other side of the world where also we're having crits in January at the hmm. Tour Down Under. Um, Sagan would have won if he was on Avenge. Just saying. Oh, what you? Ooh. But you used to be on Shots Fire, right? Okay, so I used to be on a Specialized LA, which everybody raves about. Yeah, and yeah. It, and then I got on an aero bike, Factor One, which, by the way, is balls out best bike I've ever ridden. Mm. And it's just five k's an hour faster. It's just wow. so much faster. It's a completely different animal. So yeah, he. 
I mean, maybe he doesn't beat Ewan because Ewan was on fire, but he didn't take an inch, and it was 100% due to the bike. Hmm. That's interesting. I was actually thinking about getting, I mean, I'm not that very fast, but I was actually thinking about getting an LA Sprint Disc as my next new crit bike. I mean, it's not a bad bike, yeah. but if you put it up against the Venge, it's not even a conversation. Okay. Really? Nope. I, w- I rode a Venge around in the parking lot in my flip-flops, and from the first pedal stroke, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, you, it just it just wants to roll. It wants to go. Yeah. And the LA is an aluminum bike that's, you know, pretty good, and you can toss around, and it's nice and stiff, but ride quality is kind of crap, and just not that fast. Right. I mean, from from I would imagine that the LA is kind of I mean they're targeting it at like the kind of the privateer you know lower level crit racer right it seems yeah. like it's a it's a good cheap machine that's not going to cost too much when you do have a big yard sale in a crit yeah bang for your buck great bike high, highly recommend but if you're honestly considering that or a high end aero bike just end the conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 definitely considering the entry level. I can crash it a few times, uh, getting <laughs> sendy. Um, but so you know, speaking of Ewan, and, and since we're on him, he did get regulated. Uh, regulated. <laughs> he got relegated mm-hmm. for some headbutting action, and I don't remember what stage that was. Did you see that, Thomas? That was the yeah. stage oh, five. Stage. Yeah, stage five. So Jasper Philipson, who is you know a gritty belgian kid um he's trying to crash the train and you know jasper's up and coming and caleb's established and caleb gave him a little headbutt and kept him out and i think that's totally fair play um and then in the sprint when jasper starts his sprint he starts taking a couple inches on ewan and ewan sort of deviated a little bit to the right not like a lot it wasn't like a major line deviation to cause a relegation but maybe those two things combined where they were sort of iffy and then maybe if uh emirates complained uh i could maybe see that but i i thought that was tiki tack yeah i mean it it looked from like the overhead view that he kind of you know, moved his head toward towards Philipson about three times in a row. And it was like, maybe if it had just been one or two, but the fact that he was repeatedly doing it, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. It looked like he was banging his head at a Metallica concert from above. <laughs> but the thing is, it looked like he also missed. I mean, it just didn't look like it caused the right. rider next to him any grief at all i just you know ewan was the one that was moving all around and and causing himself really more distress than the rider next to him and uh you know it it was almost more like a sort of a warning shot like hey i'm coming through get out of my way like you know my my head is going nuts right here next to you so don't even think about you know trying to push me out i i i thought it all i'm not i'm not any sort of a big time crit racer or anything but you know, as a racing fan, it didn't, it, it looked a lot worse than I think it actually was. Um, I, 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 I thought it seemed not worthy of, of, um, being relegated. Honestly, it's my, yeah, my amateur take. I would have to look at the film again, but in my mind, in my recollection, Ewan had the wheel in front of him and Jasper was trying to crash mm-hmm. and you're welcome to try to crash but expect to get banged out if you do. Yeah. 
Yeah, know? and also Ewan was right up against the barrier and, and really didn't have anywhere to go, so he kind of had to sort of protect himself, um, you know, from because it, it wasn't like he was just going to lose his line. He was potentially going to be crashed into the barrier if, uh, if he came over on him anymore. Yeah. So Jasper, I, th- I think this is the same kid who at the Tour of California last year, uh, Gaviria had a few words with him uh, after the first uh, stage one sprint. Sort of kind of yeah. a similar thing where he's like, hey, bud, like, yeah, I'm the established sprinter. You you are not allowed to get in. So I, I had never heard of Jasper until last year. So I'm like, I feel like this guy is an up and comer and is going to be pretty good. I mean, he was... Well, he he was right there with him. So obviously he got once once Ewan was relegated, he got second. So I mean, he got you, first. He won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, he won. Did you race with him in Belgium? No, he was a few years younger than me. I think he's twenty three this year, maybe twenty four. Mm-hmm. So he would have been a junior, I guess. And those guys, like the the real good ones, they seem to be doing like Nations Cup races and. They sort of travel all over Europe and do the big stuff. Um, so it's sort of like a, a different pool. Yeah. So I, I don't think I ever came across them. I don't remember them. Well, let's back up and just kind of go to the overall. Uh, Daryl Impey repeats. He's the first time that anybody's ever won the Tour Down Under two years in a row. I don't know. Guys, you got any takes on that? Any any thoughts? Um, it's impressive. I'm kind of surprised nobody's won it two years in a row because I thought hasn't Richie Port won on Willing a Willing a Hill like ten straight times? Six now. Pretty much, Six yeah. He he's yeah, con- you would think. I don't know. I just he's the Sonic Kant he- of Willing Hill. Um, no, it's impressive. It's early season. Uh, I think if people are on form in the early season, they can really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got his training sort of set up where he's flying in January, and I don't know. I I wouldn't. I don't read too much into it. Good for him. He won. He was out there battling for bonus seconds with Patty Bevan, and yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I find it an interesting race overall, and the way that it's set up. I mean, it 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 sort of, you know, with the finale on Wollonga Hill, I guess it sort of would you would think that it would sort of favor a climber because the rest of the stages are just sort of, you know, mostly kind of sprint stages. I mean, there's a there's a that sort of lumpy stage well, that's. The- there were a couple of lumpy stages. Yeah. There was a, there was the one that Sagan won the stage. That was yeah. all up and down all day, and I think that was for me like the most exciting stage to watch. There was there was a lot going on in it. I mean, it was more of a that was kind of a classics course, you know. Even though it was a loop circuit, multiple circuits, but it was it was all up and down and looked super hard. Um, yeah, but like you said, you know, it. It has the climb, but yet you know, Port's the climber. Yet he doesn't. He he went. He's won Wollonga six years in a row, but he hasn't won the that that race in I guess now three years. Right. Um. So it's it it kind of goes to someone like Impy, who and Matt we were talking about this. You you know, I was like, you know, what kind of rider is Impy? Like, obviously he was able to climb well enough on Wollonga, <laughs> but he's also able to sprint it out. Um. You know, uh, after corkscrew with Patty Bevins and, and what, Patty Bevins is like a time trialist. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. What, what, what kind of rider is Impy? How would you guys classify him? I don't I guess just a good solid all arounder. I mean, he's, he was up there every day and he yeah. was able to follow on Willinga Hill and what, he came in third, right? Yeah. He was third up Willinga yeah. after Wout Poles. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he's got some climbing legs and maybe not for some serious Alpine passes, but 
I think he just is good enough to get around everything. And if you're good enough to get around everything and you're on form and you are aggressive, right. then yeah, you can pull a big result like that. But I don't, I don't know how I would classify him. So, so what do you think? Do you, so someone, uh, and maybe have an idea of how this works out, but someone like MP obviously is on form, uh, for tour down under, you can't, I mean, you can't let make that form last until the end of the season, right? Like, I mean, do these guys kind of like uh, plan to peak in January and then they're like, let me peak again in the tour or, or how does that work? So I may be wrong here. I'm, I am often wrong, it's all right. <laughs> but the, the whole peak and Valley thing, I think has gone a little bit the way of the birds. And I think, uh, people still taper for important sections of the season mm-hmm. for a classics, for the tour de France, for world championships, whatever. So there are definitely periods where they're at their best, but now it feels like everybody's always at 95%. Yeah. And so even if they're not quote unquote on form, they're still firing on all cylinders, ready to win anything. And so you see guys being a lot more competitive right the way through the year. Where they'll, you know, win at the Tour Down Under and then they'll win in the Classics, win in the Tour de France, win in the World Championships. If you can't tell, I'm talking about Sagan. Um, <laughs> right. And yeah, That's the true. whole structured build all off season and winter to a single peak at the Classics and then you take time off and your form goes way, way down and then you're crap for a couple months and then you build back up. For the tour or the world championships i think that's kind of done with because you don't need to do it you can be really good and really strong all year as long as you stay healthy right i mean it's uh, yeah yeah we had a discussion last week i uh, i brought up the point that i i think tour down under should be later in the year that it's the season's too long and we shouldn't be riders shouldn't be coming from their own winter over to australia and it's blazing heat and people are you know it's 40 odd degrees celsius there you know it's a heat wave going on what yeah. what do you think about the length of the season uh as a fan i think it's pretty cool um because the australian calendar they're you know they're mid-season right now they're right. like they're all going so i think it's cool to bring a world tour event over there and it gets the spectators back involved re-engaged super early in the year uh i'm happy to have racing going already again uh, and I'm just thinking as a rider, I'd be super stoked in January to go to Australia. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's true. You know, because they're, they're over there. There were A lot of guys were over there for the Bay Crits, so they do these low-stress criteriums, four mm-hmm. of them, whatever. And then they hang out at the beach for a couple of days, and they go train, and then they do the tour down under, and they're probably going to hang out there a little bit more. And I think it's a very low-stress environment. And since it's so early in the year and the year is so long, I feel like teams don't put as much pressure on it and so it's kind of like oh it's a training race i mean how many times did you hear sagan say oh i'm just here for training right like still wins but (laughs) yeah i think it's more of a fun thing at the end of the day it's still a race and they'll cut each other's throats but it's not doesn't have that pressure cooker environment of the classics or tour de france it seemed like the weather honestly this year wasn't as big a factor as it had been in years past it it was rumored to um, be or or you know there was a lot of talk about how hot it was or was going to be but it seemed like when yeah. the racing actually started yeah, you know, there was less less concern and less complaining about the weather the heat specifically this year than there had been in years past so was, i what, think recently there's been a lot of really hot races going back from 
like to the world championships in Doha oh. and at Qatar and Oman. Like they're there. You just have hot races on the calendar and the tour down under is a hot race. And I think they're just really good at preparing and dealing with it. And it's like, well, it is what it is. You have crosswinds in Holland and Belgium. You have mountains in France and Spain. And you got heat at the Tour Down Under. We're just going to have to figure out how to train for it. And it's not that big of a deal. Right. And maybe and maybe that's part of the reason why it suits somebody like MP. Because he's from South Africa. He's from the Southern Hemisphere. It's hot down there this time of year. You know, he's kind of used to that that weather cycle in January. Yeah, it could be. Uh, one last thing before we kind of leave Tour Down Under is that it was also Matty Heyman's last ride. And what was pretty cool um, was right before they got to Wollonga Hill, he kind of did his last pull and he like just pulled off the front and drifted to the Peloton. And the guys at the back, you know, were just giving him kind of like, hand, you know, slaps on the back and fist bumps. And uh, I don't know. That's pretty cool to see. Yeah, that is cool. It's awesome that he got to end on his home turf like that and end strong and in good health and still relevant, you know, doing the job that he does and has always done for his whole career. I think yeah. it's a nice little poetic punctuation point. Yeah, it was nice to see some of the, um, you know, on social media and stuff, all the kind of, you know, people saying former teammates and uh, and also other people in the peloton. And uh, they had like, you know, they do their videos after races and uh, they did a really nice one. And there was lots of people from different teams, etc., and former teams of his, you know, saying things like he was a great mentor. You know, I think that was probably his biggest contribution is was like somebody who would help other people out, um, you know, being a domestique for most of the time. And then, of course, you know, the, that massive highlight of his career being winner of Paris-Roubaix after 15 attempts, was it? Something like that? <laughs> yeah, it was like, a lot. Yeah. Um, Other big story of um, Tour Down Under, I think, just before, again, we close out on it, Patty Bevins with a great ride. He was in the leader's jersey up until, well, on the last day. He didn't obviously end up winning the race. Um, but great, great ride for him and, and seemed to really – once he took that jersey and what was it stage two that he took it mm, yes because uh, viviani won the first one that's right yeah so he won the won the sprint in stage two um and and out sprinted some top sprinters i mean he out sprinted viviani ewan and peter sagan um and then seemed to ride like a man possessed once he had the leader's jersey as as sometimes we see happen when when uh, guys like that get a hold of the leader's jersey and until the last stage never let it go a um, little bit of a segue maybe into our next segment, um, but uh, Patty Bevins racing for CCC. We've already, the three of us, have uh, have done a little earlier segment of Trash and Pana- or Panache where that kit was raided, but but maybe we, maybe we start with that one with you, Thomas, because I'm um, uh, interested to sort of hear your thoughts on the looks of that, of that CCC kit. So maybe and just a, a little backstory, just to remind everybody that this is kind of the evolution of what was BMC, the team, right. right? And then it got taken over by the Polish Pro Conti sponsor, CCC from Poland. Right. This is the team yeah. we were referring to as BMCC C&C Music Factory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait, uh, so are, are you guys saying it's it's trash or panache time? I'd it's say tra- so. Yes. Kick it, DJ. Tried to match the 
panache of the guru. So yeah, let's let's start with that All one, right, Thomas. We we didn't have a picture of of that kit up, but um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you uh, have a, a little bit of an yep. idea of what it looks like. Uh, and for the listeners, we're talking about the orange top with the fade to black on the jersey, and then the all black bib shorts. Uh, I'm d- well. Let's, 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 let's get let, let's get Thomas's yeah, let's get thoughts Thomas on it. Kick it off. Um, big fan of orange. Yep. Not a super big fan of the fade. That said, uh, my current jersey this year is going to be fade per my request. Ooh, so, interesting. Sure <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I just see the CCC and I just think of the old CCC team where it was just all orange everything and it gave me a headache and I just have a natural aversion to this kit. <laughs> so I'm going to say trash, even though I do kind of like it and I love the orange and black combination. Mm. Total trash. Yeah, for, I think, I think no we, all, we all trashed it as well. Uh, like Also liked the orange, yeah. uh, liked the black bib shorts, but we had a problem with, uh, I mean, we have a general problem with fades. Um, not all, <laughs> not all of them, but but many of them. We, um, we we have a we have a certain line that you can't fade below. I think that's where we're going. It's like if, we, if the fade is from the top of the bibs just to like you know a few inches up, where it makes it look like old man's pants that you that you pull up over your belly. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of like the effect that that you get from it, and it seems that everybody's been doing it. Yeah. So. I'm looking for the email right now because I'm going to send you what our kits are going to be. Oh, man. Oh. And you, you can trash or panache these. That's dangerous. We'll do that last. We'll do that at the end. It'll be a, a, an exclusive reveal. All right. Well, okay. while you're looking for that, uh, our first kit on the agenda for tonight to do with you, Thomas, is the new UAE kit. Uh, I hate uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it needs, no, there's no, hey, it's trash or panache. Okay. Uh, trash. Okay. All right. So uh, why is it, why? first of all, I don't even, is it a redesign? You said it's new. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's their 2019 kit. It, it's very similar, if not identical to uh, last year's kit. It's just so busy to me. And it, I, it, it just, it makes my eyes bleed and I don't like it at all. And especially on Dan Martin, I don't think anything could look good. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I gotta definitely trash this photo shoot and like these uh, blue steel faces. Dan Martin, yeah. uh, Fabio Aru, and Kristoff uh, are making. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, well, it's you know, you know, you sort of got it off on the right foot here, Thomas. It's like Dan Martin has a hard time looking good in in, in anything. He's just an awkward looking dude. Our, our, <laughs> Aru just has this like ridiculous blue steel face, and I mean Aru has the world's most ridiculous looks just in general. Um, and then you know I don't know. Kristoff looks like he's just Smelled mad. Apart. He's just mad at somebody. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, like, "Do you see my kid?" Yeah, uh, I don't know if. Uh, well, I have kids, and uh, they've been watching the on Netflix the series of unfortunate events. 
Yeah. He looks uh he looks a lot like, like Count Olaf. A lot like Count Olaf in yeah, that picture. He does. Yeah. He just needs a unibrow. All right, well it, it let's but um, we'll quickly vote. Look, I, I you know, I, I have a hard time disagreeing with you, Thomas, in, in general. I have a lot of the same feelings about this kit. Um but it doesn't really bother me a ton. Um, the sponsor is is clearly clearly on there. It's I find it not really quite as busy as 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 others have found it, or as as you've talked about it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it reluctantly give it panache. All right. And, and like oh, it. and I and I like the I like the black bib shorts with it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. There's no there's no belly fade. Uh, the kit's pretty simple. Uh, you know, it's sponsor location and everything. It's fairly clean. It's a. I, I'm giving it a, a. Yes, a reluctant panache. It's okay. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go with Thomas just to make it even. I'm gonna give it trash. All right. All uh, right. Let's move on to uh, Wanty. Uh, Thomas, we'll let, definitely let you go first with Wanty. What's your thoughts? Um. Oh boy. I bet it looks great in person. Mm, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> now do you do you own a wanty kit do you still have yours yeah man i wore it today holding on to good times <laughs> <laughs> um i like i don't want to say trash i do like it but it's just uh, it's it strikes me as vanilla it's kind of bland mm-hmm. not not trash but i would definitely not say panache yeah, yeah. This is this is this is a very binary binary uh, a thing here. So I think yeah. I think it's got to go in the trash then. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have to pick one. Trash. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I got to put this one in the trash as well. Um, <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it I my vote could because I'm close on it as well. Um, because you're right. It's just it's definitely not panache. Not even reluctantly panache. But it <clears> might be. If the privacy panel, the butt panel mm. on the bibs was blue <laughs> instead of white, it looks like the guy's got like a a tube of Crest toothpaste um, across the top of his ass. That's that's what you call a mud flap um, for all the uh, you know the, the the urban campers who walk around and you know yeah. the the gutter punk dudes. You know they they have the little flap so they don't get their ass dirty. That's right. what that looks like right there. Well, that's also mud flap. It, that's also the wrong color to have right there at the top True. of your ass yeah. crack when you're leaned over as well on a bike. And yeah. especially for a team that's so strong in the spring classics, right? You don't want white on your butt. Yeah. I would think. So you're going to trash, Matt? I'm going to trash, uh, but I also have I, – I think they're – Last year's was actually pretty good. No, it was great. I agree. I liked last I'm a year's. fan of Wanty. And this is a disappointment. Yeah. But I have a big question for Thomas here. What's mm-hmm. with the orange stem? Wait. Why not? What are you looking at? Orange On their stem. bikes. They've always have this orange stem. Oh, okay. It's badass. Got orange bars, too. Yeah. You ever notice? Well, I mean, I guess you don't really notice the bar as much. Just the the the. But I didn't know if there was some reason for it, some story. I mean, are they they're Belgian or Dutch? Uh, they're a Belgian team, uh, from the French part. Okay. Yeah, borderline. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, I, I don't know. I like the orange stem. I always wanted an orange stem, and so when I got that, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm all for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, moving on to um, current world champion in cyclocross and soon-to-be spring classics darling, uh, Wout Van Aert uh, in his new Yumbo Visma kit. Um, I'll start it out. I mean, 
I'm going to say that, once again, they're trying to sneak a goddamn fade slash gradient in. <laughs> this time they're doing it with a dot matrix printer. So if there was, if that was just straight yellow, panache all the way. But that turns into trash. Sorry, Wow. Love you. Yeah, uh, uh, Bodie, I'm going to agree with you. Um, it's like a honeycomb kind of vibe going down there. I don't know, maybe if they were going for that because the kid is yellow and yellow and black, and so okay. it sort of has like a bumblebee, bumblebee uh, sort of motif thing for something. Yeah, which which actually even makes it that much worse that they were putting if they put that much thought into it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I like it. Damn it. Do you? Yeah, it's nectar of the gods. I mean, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, okay, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm going trash. I hate to say that because one, th- one of the things that I really like is that is that Yumbo has finally lost the lotto part, which, and they've so they've lost the lottery balls uh, mm. across the kit. Doesn't which, look which, like a scratch it ticket. Yeah, which mm. is a, which is a huge improvement. Um, I want to yeah. like it. I bet it's going to look better on the bike than it than it looks in this photograph, but I'm still voting trash. Well, we saw it uh, at the uh, Tour Down Under, didn't we? Uh, uh, George Bennett. That's uh, true. Right. Yeah, I yeah. guess we saw a lot of these kits. Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes they look better in action. I'm still sticking with my trash, though. Matt? Yeah, I think it's different when you see them in the race, uh, and that'll come to another kit we're going to talk about in a little bit. But when they've got numbers on the back and everything, you don't really notice that stuff as much when you're actually watching it on TV. It's when they're standing there, and you don't see you don't see that part of the kit really, do you? When somebody's like leaned over and they're all arrow and everything. Uh, but there's just no reason to do it. So I just don't get why they've got all that. And then the way the black on the sleeves is is weird. I kind of like the purple bit. I think if they'd done more with purple, that would be interesting. It's a terrible purple. What's that? It's a terrible purple. It is a terrible purple, but I think they could make some more of of doing something with that. But yeah, I think the kit's a mess. So I'm going to trash it. All right. Well, moving on to another kit. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't asked Thomas about it. Oh, I thought. Oh, sorry, Thomas. Rude. I know. <laughs> uh, so I just, in the last like 30 seconds, reframed how I'm thinking about this segment, Trash or Panache, because mm. I always sort of framed it as like or dislike, and that it would be split pretty evenly. But the more I think about it, I think you need to go above and beyond to get a Panache, because Panache is like, mm. yeah. it's that's uh, okay. trash. Because if, if I, I do like it, but it is so far from Panache. Yeah, I like this. So, yeah trash okay all right well let's move on to um another kit with a lot of yellow in it uh direct energy uh energy and not energy damn it every time energy is direct energy is, is a our... local team here in louisiana that's <laughs> yes. that's our power company it's our power company um really? yeah well it's it's, <laughs> it's a, there isn't a direct energy but energy that's what we should be this we year. should have a team we should do their they they host a big Fondo, and we should we should create oh, a team for that. That should be our new Europro Pro shirt. Good idea. That we do, yeah. Anyway, okay, more on that later. All right, so Matt, you, you're gonna you're gonna pick it. Uh, you're gonna lead us off with Trash Panache on the direct energy. Uh, I'm gonna say Panache. I like it. Damn it, I should have gone first. Yeah. Okay. I like the, I like this kit. It's simple. It's clean. It's the sponsor's logo uh, used really nicely. I think. Um, I have nothing bad to say about this kit. 
I think this is panache. Bodie? Uh, I also panache on this. Uh, I love the use of the black. I do also love the use of the logo. I did not realize that you pointed it out. That's what it was. I thought maybe that quarter of a circle was a velodrome. Um, is that Nikki Terpstra? Yes. Who's one in Roubaix, right? Yes. Yep. So that. And then also the bike that he's holding, tan sidewalls. Yeah. Total panache. Thomas? Uh Kid is trash, bike is panache. <laughs> oh. Like, hate that kid. Looks like a club kid. Ooh, damn. <laughs> I, I don't know. Looks Darling like Nikki, no longer. Uh, yeah, I like it too. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote panache. Um, I do have to say, looking at this photo, if I'm Nikki Terpstra, I like the way I look in the quick step kit better than I like the way I look in this. Like, yep. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking to myself... Dude, I really I looked I looked jacked and I was a badass when I was racing for Quick Step and I kind of you know it's it's got a it's got a bumblebee sort of thing going to it. I don't know what it is. Um, but I'm st- I'm still voting uh, panache on the kit cuz cuz I do like it. I think it's I think it's simple. I'm not a huge fan of the oversized logo quarter circle uh, O there. I think the kit would look better without that. Um, but uh, I like it overall, so I'm, I'm going. Uh, I'm going panache, and the bike is the bike is awesome. All right, so we are moving on to the mm. fifth item on our agenda, uh, Team Sunweb. Well, this was I think this was done more because we were looking at uh, Corinne Rivera's uh, U.S. Nats. Um, let's we'll Sunweb just, let's do the whole team. Let's do it all. Yep. All right. So Townsend, lead it off. Um, I. Don't like the Sunweb kit. Um, I thought there. I thought last year's uh, Sunweb kit was was panache. Looking at it, you first off, you're, you're looking at it. Granted, we're looking at a, a, an overall of the whole team, and so it's going to be hard to see the individual jersey. But the, the 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 sponsor gets lost in that jersey. The only thing that's really obvious from that jersey are those two big, bold half vertical stripes down the middle. Um, uh, I think it just, I, I liked it better when it was predominantly white and, uh, and I don't like the, I, I don't like, they've got a, 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 a mild sort of fade to black at the bottom of the bib, which I mean, at the bottom of the Jersey, which again, makes it look like their bib shorts are pulled up way too high. Um, so I, I think this kid is trash and the, the, it is, that is positively one of the most hideous National champs jerseys on Corinne Rivera Ooh, that I've ever seen. Damn. Ooh. Damn. All right, Thomas, what's your thoughts? Panache, I love it. And they had to get rid of the white because of Tom Dumoulin's Giro incident. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that why the black also comes up further? Yeah, just just a little, in case. Oh, that's that, good. That's an homage to Tom Dumoulin. It's like <laughs> it's like the poop running up out of the bibs onto the jersey. <laughs> oh my gosh, the doodolin comes back. So Matt, it's still surprising AG2R haven't picked him up, really. After <laughs> oh. that. All right, Matt, what's your thoughts? Um, everything Townsend said, it's it's wrong. I, I can't, I think there should be, there need to be rules against doing that to national kits. Both of those national kits are a travesty that yeah. you shouldn't be able to like mix all that crap in there with. You should just have... If it's a Stars and Stripes jersey, it should be a Stars and Stripes jersey. A German national champ, the kit, sh- the, that jersey should be all white with 
the three color bands across the middle and nothing interrupting it. None of that vertical stripes on there at all. Yeah, that's a that's a little that's a lot of mess going on right there. Yeah. Um, man, I really, I, I'm torn, and but it doesn't it doesn't doesn't do enough to give it a panache. So so I trash it. Um, <clears throat> but let's move on to the next one. R- real quick point oh. on this though, I do like the fact that they've got the entire team, men's and women's team, all together in the same photo yeah. in the same kit. I do like that. So yeah. p- panache Agreed. for that. Panache on that photo shoot. Um, Panache on having a men's and women's team. Yeah. So we're going number six where the there Townsend wasn't sure who this was. What, why do you keep saying <laughs> I wasn't sure who it was? I, 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 I specifically D- said. Direct quote. Is this Greipel? Yeah. Question mark. Not a statement. Yeah. Um, that is Greipel on his new French team. It was for Fortineo Samsic, right? But now it's yeah, something Arkea. Yeah, yeah, Samsic. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, panache, panache AF. That's my vote. Agree. I like it. Looks good. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's definitely panache. Um, I like the. Uh, I like the treatment of the uh, uh, of the stripes at the bottom of the bib. Gives it sort of an old school kind of like uh, athletics sort of look. Um, and uh, I like the way what they've done on the on the sleeves. Uh, for Greipel and the if you notice the collar too he's got his German uh, German former German national champs uh, stripes on the collar as well which is a I think a nice little touch assuming that's for him and that's not part of the other uh, team kit I'm gonna say panache too it's I mean it's nothing phenomenal to me but uh Compared to some of the other crap we've just looked at, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. It's uh, like a palate cleanser, right? It now, is. Right? It's, it's like a nice lemon yeah. sorbet uh, between some really bad boiled hot dogs. Yeah, it's like when you're <laughs> s- smelling a bunch of stinky perfumes, and then you take a whiff of the nice coffee in between to. to, to oh get my this. gosh! You guys want to know what my pre-race food uh, for this cross race was? Um, in Pensacola. What was that? Uh, chili dog. Mm. Oh, it's pretty great. How? How long before the race did you have that chili? The day? night before. So, oh, it, that's it was okay. there. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, all right, moving on to the next one Dimension Data's new kits. Uh, we got this awesome photo of my awesome photo of Michael Valgren. Uh, Matt, lead us off. What do you think? Uh, I think this is possibly the most panache kit of the year. Panache of the Year Award. For, for the pro teams, I really like what they've done with this. I think it's nice and clean. They got the ASOS going on there, uh, the black bibs with the white logos. There's no extra junk on there except, you know, dimension data. They're using their logo really big, really well. And uh, I think it looks great. And I'm really interested to see what Valgren does with that team this year. That's an interesting move. And, uh, and they're on BMC bikes, which look awesome. I'm uh, not a big Savello fan, personally. So I think the whole team just looks damn good this year. Thomas, what do you think? Finash, love it. Shorts look great. Look like, I don't know, they look painted on, just sort of classic. And yeah, like it's very clean and nice and not overstated. I'm going to give that... Uh, a, a panache as well uh, those assos bibs like i've fallen in love with those uh, we've seen them on justin williams we've seen them on the the usac uh, legs team uh kids usa uh, when they're riding cross 
it just looks good. The no, the the gripper band is 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 blended in with the fabric. It's just a, a harsh cut at black, and then your leg is there. Ugh, looks so good, and the way it blends in with the jersey. So yeah, yeah. This is a hundred percent panache in my in my book. No um, no other possible vote. The thing that makes it, it, if you think about the way Michael Valgren looked on a bike in that Astana kit last year, um, he looked like a just a pasty white doughboy. I mean, even when he was winning races, he looked he looked kind of pudgy and out of shape and just wow. like like he needed to get out in the sun a little bit. He he looks like a badass in this kit. And he's you know, to, to me, well, yeah, dude, he, yeah, yeah, he's obviously a badass. He just, I'm just saying, in that light blue Astana kit last year, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible he just color. looked terrible. And and he looks great in this kit, and it makes me realize, you know, the kit maketh the man, and <laughs> and and that's then this kit is is panache. Do you think he left Astana because he heard they were going to do that rap video? <laughs> Was oh he like, I got to get myself away? Yeah. No vino, no rap videos. Thomas, have you seen the Astana rap video? No, what? Oh, <laughs> my God. It's... Will, we'll send that to you after this. Please send it over. Someone, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty. Maybe someone can find it uh, right now so you can see it. Um, oh, and by the way, while we're on that subject, that rap video is panache AF. Oh, that <laughs> thing is so terrible. No. Oh, my God, Please, it's no. the best. No, Possibly it's... the greatest line, you know, since Rakim in his heyday, I am Vino. He is Martino. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's it's delicious. Okay. So oh, wait, I got one more thing to say about this kit <laughs> that makes it even better as well. They're not longer on those hideous Oakley helmets. They're on a Giro lid that looks awesome. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, uh, is this Connor Dunn? This is Connor Dunn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It is. Uh, Israel Cycling Academy kit. Can't you tell by the way he's <laughs> eight feet taller yeah, than no, the man he really next is, to him? Uh, yeah, he's towering over that gentleman behind him. Um, so this is apparently his Irish national champs jersey, but as a vest, as a wind vest. Yeah, I like I like the fact Our that the research team could not find the uh, regular kit. Um, this is all we have. Mm-hmm. Well, Thomas, what do you think? Trash. I don't like when. They do national kits that aren't the actual flag. Like last time I checked, there's not a shamrock on the oh, Irish flag. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that take. I like that take a lot. That's fresh. that's that's what we would call. Yeah, that's a fresh take. Yeah, fresh good. and hot. Uh, <laughs> right out the oven. Because because my my vote was was panache for exactly the same reason, but but it was a, apparently a poorly thought out reason, which is that. <laughs> I like the simplicity of just using the the shamrock. You just boil but, the but, Irish but you're people absolutely down right. to shamrocks. That's yeah, you all just you just blew me out of the water with that one, Thomas. And, and there you go. Charms. got me well, second guessing myself. But 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 aesthetically, I think it's I think it's very nice. So I'm still giving it panache. Matt, well that that kind of threw me for a loop there. <laughs> Obviously, he's got the Irish flag on his sleeves, but I'm trying to think if I can remember an Irish kit that wasn't with the shamrock. Because I'm They're thinking all- of like Nico Roche and uh, and other and uh, who is it? Uh, was it Ryan Mullins? Was uh, yes Irish champion before, and uh, I think it's always I think it's traditionally has the uh, green background with the shamrock. Could be wrong, but I I see where you're going with that, and uh, yeah, should it should it be the flag? 
That's a that's a good point. I am pulling up a photo of Nicholas Roche in his uh, Team Sky Irish National Champs jersey, and indeed, it has a uh, green bar, green band with a shamrock in it. Just because they've done it before doesn't mean make any more panache, though. Well, true. I, I, yeah, I don't know what Thomas. What do you say to that? Uh, 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 I don't like it. I I don't like any of their national team kit stuff. I don't like their national champions jerseys. I love orange and green, and just those three bands. I think would look so classy on a white background. I don't know why they don't just do that. Did I answer the question? What was the question? Yeah, I think that's. I think you answered it perfectly. I think that. Uh, yeah, that says it all. They overcomplicated a beautiful flag. Mm. Stop. There you go. Stop. Um, so I guess I don't. I'm fairly nonplussed about this. Um, so then I'm gonna use uh, Thomas's rule and give it a trash because it didn't do anything to make it panache. Okay, we gotta we gotta get through the rest of these quickly. Uh, Lotto Sudal. Panache, I'm just saying it right there. I like it. I'm into it. Uh, no fade, but also a weird little dot matrix thing going on. But you know what? It's uh, Thomas DeGent, and they're with this old car, and it, it just looks cool. I like it. I'm into it. Those are my reasons. Thomas? Trash. I don't like it. I thought their old kits were awesome and simple and clean, and this just looks super busy, and I don't like the dots. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm agreeing with Thomas on this one. I don't like the dots at all. And in Lotto, they, they, that should be a red jersey. That should be a predominantly red jersey. You know, I just uh, I, I, yeah. I liked it better when it was predominantly red. Panache mm-hmm. on the car. The car looks super cool. Yeah, the car is predominantly uh, red. And Panache right. on Thomas DeHent. So he's he's one of my favorite racers. Uh, you know, on the planet. Love the Lotto team. Um, not liking the jerseys as much. One time, I asked him if he wanted to have coffee with us. He ignored me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Do you so, think he? Do you think he, You think he understood you? Does he? Did he? What, did you? Yeah. Did you communicate must, it to him in a language that he understood. Wait, what did I say? We walked into. We were on a coffee ride. We go into this little coffee shop, and he's sitting there with. I forget who, Louis Vervaca maybe. I don't know, but there's this cardboard cutout of Thomas DeGent as well sitting there for like a lotto advertisement, and I think I told him, "Hey, you look a lot like that guy." And <laughs> it was funny. So he's dead to me. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm saying trash, mostly because of that stupid thing that makes it look like their jerseys are dirty. Yeah. It's, it, it's just, <laughs> why, what's the point of it? What, there's just unnecessary. It's over-designing things. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Yep. Okay, moving on. Mitchelton Scott. I can go first. Yeah, I can go keep first. going. Uh, I'm going to say trash because I, I can't tell any difference between last year's yeah. and last year's wasn't that exciting to me either. So, yeah, the, nothing new. I mean, I guess they basically, hey, you can save, if you're a big fan, you can save money and still wear last year's one. <laughs> Agree 100% trash. Townsend? You know, I want to like it. Uh, I wrote a Scott for a long time. <laughs> I like, you know, I like it, it, it. I feel like it's got good elements, you know, the sort of yellow shoulders, and it's got a clean and simple sort of display of the of the sponsor. You can see it; it's very obvious. It's got again, like a dumb. It's got a dumb fade thing at the Dirty bottom. Sleeves. Yeah, and the, and it just so I'm, gradients. I, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. It's just too busy. It's it's trash. 
I agree with all those things you said, and I'm but I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it Panache. Wow. <laughs> okay. Thomas. He Th- already said Thomas trash. already went. Oh, that was it. Nothing yep. else on it, just trash. All right. So mm. this we were gonna do this last week when there was the big reveal after all the hype, but we already discussed the EF kit. So yeah, well, we might we might who oh, knows? we may want to change re- our votes. We may want to yeah. rethink it. Thomas, well, let's, let's, yeah, let's ask Thomas what he thinks. Yeah, about let's give it. him yeah. the floor. Trash. It looks like cotton candy. I hate it. <laughs> I, I really don't like it. Pink and purple or pink and blue, I don't think should ever go together because it immediately draws to cotton candy, and that's disgusting. Well, can, what about this? Do you think? I mean, and obviously we saw them racing in it at the tour down under. Did it disrupt the peloton? <laughs> Is, is the big question. EF will never disrupt any Peloton. Oh, oh dang. Mike tried. He tried. He tried. He, on Corkscrew, uh, he was the one who led, he drove that break, but they just, uh, they were, they didn't weigh enough to get away. Mm. Four skinny climbers mm. couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't even remember if I voted Trash or Panache on this because. Uh, you I, voted panache. I did. I voted. We, we mean you reluctant. Voted panache. Oh, I did a reluctant panache on this. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I, and and you know, I'm certainly not going to change my vote now. But man, you know, I just really wish they hadn't done that with the, you know, with that. Your cotton candy analogy, I think, is 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 pretty is pretty good, Thomas. Um, it's a swirl. It's like yeah. not even cotton candy. It's like cotton candy ice cream or sorbet. It's like a it. tornado. That's what it is. The, the back reminds me of a tornado. Yeah. yeah. A, a pink tornado. A storm coming. I could see that now. Mm. All right. So well, <laughs> wait, I'm, are you going to... I, I have... You have another opinion? I have updated thoughts on it. I'm very conflicted <laughs> by this kit because there's so many things that are right about it. You got so disrupted by EF. So They are. They're disrupting <laughs> they've, me. They've disrupted Matt's Peloton. Yeah. I, I wait... I wait. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night sweating because my Peloton's been disrupted, but I like a lot of stuff about it. There's a lot of stuff that's really cool, and then that stupid crap in the middle is idiotic. But when they're actually racing on the bike and they've got big white numbers on them, it looks awesome. And they're bent over the bike so that you can't see the fade at the bottom of the belly. Yeah. It looks good when you just see the sort of pink shoulders. I just wish it wasn't there. I wish they'd just gone pink, the whole thing pink. The jersey pink, not the, not the bibs, obviously, but the, just the do the whole jersey pink. It would have been awesome. Yep, agreed. Pink, all pink, yeah. everything. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pink bibs, pink tights. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not going to change my that opinion. That would disrupt the peloton. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I went with panache uh, last week, and uh, I'll keep it. Um, uh, so, so speaking of gradient fades, pink and purple, we have a new addition to our trash of panache list. Uh, Thomas's new kit. Yeah. Oh, do we have I'm yeah, it's roasted in the right now because y'all are anti-fade. Oh. Wait, uh, wait. Hang on. Can we talk about... Because we also have your kit from this okay. last year. We, yeah, so, let's talk about well. that. Oh, you want to talk about that one? Right, let's start with that one first. Oh, this I, this... I asked to add this because I think, Thomas, this is a perfect example of how orange and black can look really stylish like i think i i like this kit i think it's super super simple obviously um quite a number of parallels you you are zcc as opposed to ccc um Mm. 
orange and black. If you looked at the, the if you looked at the two kits next to each other, there'd be some similarities to them. But but uh, I asked these guys to include this in, not to necessarily trash or panache it, but to use this as an example of a an appropriate use of uh, uh, as a counterpoint to the to what I think is a trash kit, the CCC kit. Uh, and I, it, it, this is this is nice. This is a this is a nice use of orange and black. There's no no fade going on here. And right. uh, you guys, uh, quality, you know, pro-looking amateur kit there. It's red. It's red. Sorry. It's red. Sorry. Yeah, it looks washed out in the photo, but it's hard red. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. Well, uh, if well, it was damn it, Instagram filters, trash. if it's it definitely yeah, trash. if it was orange, everything I said would work. Because it doesn't match the bike, so get out of here with that shit. Oh, here's your uh, trivia for the day. That jersey I'm wearing is actually a women's small. Wow. wow. So can you tell? That reminds me of the time that we Cuz ex- I, I was like is Thomas did he also play quarterback at some point? <laughs> he looked very like 6 foot 4, you know, 285 there. That's not a yeah. quarterback measurement, guys. I, linebacker. <laughs> linebacker. Linebacker. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh I mixed up my sports ball. All right. Well, well before oh, we move so, on, okay, I, don't I just really... want to talk about the bike and say Panache. That's a oh. that's a rad looking bike. Yeah, the Factor. Oh, yeah, shout yeah. out mm-hmm. to Factor way they hooked that up and that is my dream colorway so thank you factor wow yeah Yeah. make that bike in aluminum and i'll give it a panache oh my god make it 50 miles an hour slower and you'd be all over that (laughs) yeah yeah i can't handle those speeds all right so real quick before we finish the trash or panache segment let's give thomas some quick thoughts about his uh new team kit uh that he's got here um I'm I, so Thomas. I know a guy who's a designer. Um, his name is Matt. If you want to give him a call, all right. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this thing up for you. I'm gonna give you my my first impression takeaways from this. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I like. I, I, first off, I'm a Carolina uh, Gamecock, and 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 not a Clemson <laughs> Tiger. And th- this is this is Clemson Tiger, kind of orange and purple. Although is that orange is or is that, that red? Colors? Orange and purple. Yeah, Clemson Tigers. Yeah. Orange and purple. Wow. Uh, but 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 that being said, I like the way orange and purple look together. Um, I like the I like the orange to purple fade. I think it's kind of cool. I would give this a much higher. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna trash it. I'm not gonna panache it. I'm just gonna give you my thoughts. I think if you went if the if the bottom of that jersey finished in purple instead of black. Um, I think you'd have a winner on your hands because I think it does. I think the bottom of the jersey gets lost in the top of the bibs. Um, whereas if you if you faded that orange down to the purple and ended the bottom of it in a in a clean solid purple, and there was a nice line between the the bibs and the uh, and the jersey, that you'd uh, that you that that it would uh, read better as a as a as a complete unit. Those are my Interesting thoughts. thought. We may have to redesign. All right. I have. Um, I agree with Townsend about that. I have an extra point that I would like to make. I do like. I like the orange to purple. Just say it, trash. No, 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 no. I'm not saying trash. I'm, we're be, we're giving constructive criticism here. <laughs> we're going to give a compliment sandwich. So. <laughs> yeah. Never, Thomas. Never trash your friends. So I like. I like the fade, and. The other side of the sandwich is I like the um, 
I like the black bibs. Black bibs, always a winner. What I think is really going to help this kit is make all the logos white. That happened. This is an old, this is an old edition. They are all white. Yeah. All right. I agree. Cause I can't read clearly. factor on there. I mean, there's your, yeah. Yeah. All right. So all the logos in white, um, I would probably mess around with a little bit of the font size and stuff on the zeal and the ZCC stuff, but that's just nitpicking. I think if you do that, I would like to get rid of the black at the bottom of the, of the Jersey. But other than that, I think it's going to look great. Cool. All right. So, you know, I'm digging this whole, you know, South uh, Florida, Miami sunset vibe thing. And I think I'm going to give it a, a panache because it's like grand theft auto, Miami Vice, like all right, boom. somebody got the sunset thing. Thank yeah, you. all right. Just don't go crazy and put a palm tree on that mother. Oh no, I thought yeah. that's what that was over there. Oh, is that a- it's on the redesign? <laughs> yeah, all please. Right. Can you make a palm tree and then like I don't know, put a car in there somewhere? Yeah, Testarossa it needs a white Testarossa on there. All right, but yes, I think I think yeah. So we want to see, okay, you're going to have to send us the redesign and we're going to review that next well, week. Well, we'll just hopefully we'll see some shots of Thomas winning bike races in this uh, new redesign kit. I'll just and, keep sending you kits every week. Yeah. Like I said, I know a guy. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got one more picture at the bottom of this here oh, we've got, that we want to we oh, talk oh, about. Damn. Straight yeah. up panache. So, yeah, this is an action shot of you um getting a pretty serious lean angle on there yeah Yeah. so teach me how to dougie um i can't teach you how to dougie (laughs) (laughs) okay matt did you well i'm I'm just saying okay so do you want to describe this photo (laughs) yeah i want to describe this photo this is we've had a whole podcast about things that no one like you know no one can see yeah describing things it's (laughs) beautiful uh so this is thomas in his last year's kit the apparently red, it does look more red on this picture, the red and black zeal kit. He's on his factor bike. Uh, it's what the, what's it called? The pro one or the? Just the one. The one, the fact, it's the one. It's the Hashtag. only one. Hashtag the only one. And uh, you are leaned over. It looks like your bike is at about 45 degrees right there. You might even be eclipsing 45 degrees. I, I think you're right on the, there's, I can only see about one millimeter of tread left before you're on the sidewall. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you got party. Yeah. So uh, what kind of PSI are you running, Thomas? What was, what was that? What kind of PSI? I can't hear you. Tire pressure. Tire pressure. What kind of PSI? Oh, PSI. Um, it had rained the night before, so I dropped it from 170 down to 155. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, you weigh like 300 pounds, right? Wow. That's like, come on, man. What? <laughs> no, that would, that would make that pressure good, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. You said no pressure um, this year, but do you have any plans uh, to do any uh, bigger races? Uh, what's on your calendar? Oh, yeah. I'm doing all the bigger races, and I want to win everything. Are you uh, Are you going to uh, Sunny King or Athens Twilight? Yeah, I can guarantee I will win both of those. <laughs> wow. Okay. There you go. Schedule another podcast with me April whenever after Sunny King. Okay. I'll be hammered yeah. drunk. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, um, what about uh, Tulsa Tough? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've never done it. I hear it's great, great atmosphere. Maybe I'll check it out. 
You should go because I'm like- I I got in. Well, I got in. It's like a race to reds for that if you're a cat three, and uh, I uh, was at. I, I had to refresh the website at twelve fifty eight, twelve fifty nine, one o'clock. Boom, you know, put down my credit card and uh, I'm gonna be there. I'm pretty excited. It's I went in twenty sixteen and it's a lot of fun. Definitely a great atmosphere. And uh, so yeah, if you uh, feel into it, you'll have a friendly face uh, and a or a person- friendly voice and a personal photographer. Also, yeah, I would probably take a photo of you, two of you. I always like a good picture taken of me. (laughs) Before we go, we we know that you've been training people on, and you're doing training rides on kickers, right? On you have like a kicker studio. Yeah. At the shop, and Mm -hmm. uh, Bodie just got himself a Wahoo kicker, and has just started uh, doing some training rides on it. He actually texted me asking about like what you know like do you do this on erg or not you know so here's a question for you what kind of rides do you do on an erg and what kind of rides do you do in just like free riding on the kicker wait does that mean does that mean it's techno time it's techno time As is techno time. All of the rides we do on there, none of them are free rides. They're all structured. A lot of it's for um, people who are just sort of getting their feet wet in structured training. Mm-hmm. And so the only time I use free ride is when I'm doing a sprint specific workout working on explosiveness. Okay. Um, just because if you're in erg mode, it, like, it limits you to that range that you've plugged in. Um, am I answering the question? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so okay. like... I had I had trouble at first trying to figure out erg. I feel like there's a way to ride erg mode on a trainer. My thought was you kind of had to like get in front of it and get your RPMs up. Otherwise, you get like bogged down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how many times have you ridden it? Five, six times now? Six times in erg mode or six yeah. times total? Like six or seven times total not a lot but and i've only been doing workouts in erg and then one time i switched it off to see what the difference was okay so um that's a super common problem where you start riding and your cadence drops a little bit and as your cadence drops and the flywheel speed drops the resistance goes up and it just becomes this death spiral where your cadence just gets sucked down and down and down until you're Mm -hmm. doing you know 30 rpm and it's just it becomes like pushing against a brick wall um and it does like it has nothing to do with experience or how good of a rider you are. It happened to me the first time I got on it, and I wanted to smash the thing. I was so <laughs> angry. I had to abandon the workout like two thirds of the way through. I was like, "This is impossible. How do they? Yeah. How do people do this?" Yeah, that's what and I felt. People, people who have never ridden a bike before get on it, and they just have no problem. So it, it's some must be some weird biomechanical thing where depending on your pedal stroke you're either going to get sucked into the death spiral or not but i will say after a few rides it just it does become normal and i do like it now and i I did it tonight actually so okay all right so stick with it keep keep the rpms up watch out for the death spiral um yeah yeah i think i am getting used to it now and it's starting to, to make sense and i'm actually really enjoying it and i never thought i would say that i would enjoy 
Zwifting instead of riding outside, yeah. but but uh, but switch off the erg mode if you're doing an explosive sprint work. Yeah, I haven't yeah. got to yeah. any sort of like sprint stuff or like you know high high like hard as you can go stuff. And I did think that I should yeah switch that off. Yeah, yeah. I, I can vouch for that. That those when you're doing when you're trying to put out like full like five second or ten second sprint power, it can't catch up enough in time, and also it's trying to set it to whatever your FTP is and you're never yeah. going to get up there. So I will say, however, um, if you're doing, I finish a lot of my long tempo blocks with a maximum effort sprint. So it'll be, you know, an hour, like 60 minutes or 45 minutes of sort of variable power between zones, uh, three and four, three and five. Um, and in the back half of that workout, I'll sort of build intensity so that I'm in the yellow and in the red, um, well, I don't know if you guys have that color bar, but like on the upper end of the spectrum yeah. and then I'll finish with a, with an explosive sprint. Um, and yeah, it spins out immediately because it starts dropping the resistance cause the RPMs are going up. Um, and that helps with a little bit of coordination, um, which is going to go a long way to, uh, overspeed sprints on the road, trying to find the pedals and still Ooh. hit out, you know, seven, 800 Watts, whatever it is. Um, at 150 RPM. Because okay. if you can do that at 150, then you're actually going to be putting down real power at 120. Yeah. And that that's what it takes to sprint fast. All right. So it's sort of a alternative to being in free ride for your sprints, is that it makes your legs work overdrive. Okay. All right. I look forward Something to trying to that about. one out. And then I guess, I guess if I donated to your GoFundMe, then you could come and then you could stand next to me and yell at me uh, yeah. like you do to your clients in Miami. 60 laps to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, just to, and just to add on to that, Thomas is an awesome coach. Uh, oh. Automatic endurance. Look him up. Uh, he can put together a plan for you. Really, really uh, very good, very supportive. Uh, if uh, I weren't in the condition I'm in right now, I would definitely still uh, be working with you, Thomas. You're 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 awesome. Thanks. How you doing, by the way? Uh, well, you know, I'm 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 saving up for a new hip this year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's tragic. He's getting ready for his master's career. Yeah. Um, Thomas, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. This is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Hopefully, thanks for having me, guys. I do love it. It is cool. Um, hit me up when you uh, or when I win Sonny King. Yeah, no, we definitely will hit you up when you win Sonny King. Uh, you'll be our first call, or no, cool. we'll be your first call. That, yeah, 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 it'll be my first call. You're, I won't talk to anybody until I talk to you. Okay, good, good. Exclusive so we, we've got, Yeah, we've got the exclusive. That's awesome. <clears throat> we actually might be at Sonny King, so yeah, you party. Yeah, bring my uh, beer. Yes, we'll bring you lots of Urban South beer. Sponsor shout out. Um, but <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Thomas. Well, thanks so much again. And check out Thomas Gibbons' uh, Automatic Endurance on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, give him a follow, give him a like, and uh, see him on the podium at Sonny King. Party. Thanks, guys. All right, no problem. Good night. Good night, Thomas. Thanks.
Well, thanks again to uh, Thomas for joining us uh, for that Trasher Pranash. Maybe we should put a link up to all these kits so, well, no one's going to listen and also look at a Google Doc at the same time. So, um, Well, we should put it up there anyway. Yep. So there was a little bit of uh, cross-racing over in Europe with the World Cup in France. Uh, we had some big names not on the list, um, but Mariana Voss took the win and uh, overall leader in that World Cup. Yep. And in the men's race, big name Vanderpool was not there, which led to a pretty awesome men's race, one that I watched to the very end. Uh, it was basically a two-up sprint. Mm. And, and well, before that, it was just a it was an hour's dirt crit, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, that course that course is what I would call dirt crit towns, and you try to call no more dirt crit, and, and I think that not no more, not no more. <laughs> okay, well, one, one of the races you did, but this one, yeah, fast sweeper, but it. it Still, a lot of good racing. Um, and oh, it was great. It looked like I'd, I'd, I'd ride my bike on that course for an hour real fast. It looked like a whole ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, Wout was able to win, and he was pretty... Uh, you could see that that was a, a, a relief. Uh, he was happy. Um, a lot of emotion there. First first World Cup win of the season. What is fourth win uh, of the year? I mean, mm. he's the current world champion. Well, and he just lost the Belgian Nats to to Tune, so I think he was pretty stoked to uh, yeah. to beat him in that race. Yeah, yep. And Marianne Voss uh, not not only won and and secured her first place, but she she's now she's won the World Cup now, even even if she doesn't start in uh, in the last race. And yeah. uh, Celine Alvarado fourth in that race locks up the U twenty three. Uh, super solid year for her. And I'm going to give a, a panache on that uh, under 23-year-old champion's kit that she was rocking in that post with Vanderpool. That's yeah. great. Yeah. great. And the bike, too. The bike looked hot, too. And uh, also, Tom Pitcock wrapped up the U23 Men's World Cup. Speaking of cyclocross, Bodie, you were in Pensacola this weekend uh, racing cyclocross. Shout out to our to our buddies over there in Pensacola. I stayed in town to watch the Saints get beat by the Rams, <laughs> by the refs. Uh, oh, and um, uh, and you were you were racing in Pensacola real quick. How'd that race go? Uh, a lot of fun. Super cold. Admittedly, it was hard to get motivated to, to uh, get into cross mode. But I got to say, once I got going, I had a blast. And uh, you know, it's one of those things. Crack and cross. What I've kind of realized is it's a uh, it's it's you got to hang out as long as you can can on the brink of exhaustion. Like that's like that's like for me it feels like what you are doing is in a cross race, and I found that sweet spot and uh, I crashed myself out in the beginning like I said and then settled into a nice little battle with some some gentlemen and we kind of went back and forth and I eventually got him in the end and I don't know where I finished really uh, fourth or something like that um, but had a good time we had Emily uh, got got on the podium had a good battle with Macy and uh, our friend and teammate Sarah Sneath is back in New Orleans and racing cross again for Urban South Racing. So good to see her out there mm-hmm. um, and good time. So shout out to Jason and Erica for making that happen. Awesome. Well, uh, it is also uh, gravel season, as we've said a number of times. We've got the Hattiesburg uh, gravel grinder. Uh, this, uh, what is the name of the race? <laughs> Camp Shelby. Camp Shelby gravel grinder yep. this weekend in Hattiesburg. Uh, Bodie, you and I are both going. Yeah, um, and Emily, she'll be there. All right. Um, it's going to be also f- chilly. Yeah, freezing, literally freezing. Literally freezing, but it's going to be dry, so it should be fine. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, arm warmers and knee warmers type of race. No need for a jacket. I don't want to see anybody in jackets or 
beanies or outrageous winter clothing. Like, it's a race. That's right? right. Yes. Is it a race? It is a race. Okay, I'm very confused about this. I'm excited to see how this whole thing works out, the whole vibe. Uh, Townsend was telling me last year that at some point the, the break got away and then the chasing group stopped at an aid station at mile 26. Yeah, this member of the chasing group, <laughs> pointing to myself, <laughs> did not stop at the aid station uh, because it was a race. I, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm you excited know, to see. I mean, this is my first gravel race. Kind of, maybe not. We've done gravel races here, but uh, of this vibe. So yeah, that's you're, you're going to love it. And I, my, my personal goal, Bodie, is to um, hang on your wheel as long as I can. I'm excited to do it with you. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Townsend, we'll sound, sign us out of this uh, episode. All right. This is the T-Bone. Uh, and uh, tonight I'm feeling like the Pan Racer. Uh, Gravel King SK32 tubeless tires on my cross bike are going to be A-OK for this gravel race this weekend. Took them out, tested them out on the uh, Dirt Church church ride with you, Matt, on Sunday. And they held up really well. And I'm very excited to race my bike in Hattiesburg this weekend. So good night, all. And this is Sir Cheerio saying, uh, I just want to spare a little thought for... Uh, I would love to say he was a friend of the podcast, but for Kevin Powell's K Powell himself, who is not going to the World Championships this year. Oh, that's didn't right. make the cut. Didn't make the cut. He barely made it last year. Peace out, Kevin. And this is the Bodie Bodie saying, "My clapped out Terreno dries are gonna have to do me fine at this race because that's all I got." And they're essentially file treads. Uh, so, uh, yeah, hopefully I don't get a flat. Uh, knock on the Barrister's Gallery table. Uh, any questions, comments, and concerns, you can hit us up at yayouride at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at yayouride. Um, good night, and see you next week. I, uh, I did look into sending you some beers via the mail. Apparently, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Just do it anyway. You're not supposed to smell cocaine either, but here we are.